It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison. And Chris Russell, today's episode brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson Show. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, new listeners, returning listeners to today's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow, rate, and review the show. It'll help other fans find the team just like you did when we are not here. You can find Chris over at the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also find them over on the Odyssey app and cover and find Chris covering your Washington football team and writing for SI.com. Find me covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Lockdown Bucks podcast and in writing for BucksNation.com. On Twitter, find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at D Harrison 82 and find the show at locked WFT pod. And we've got a new way, Chris, that our listeners can interact with us, but we're going to save that for the end of today's episode. So guys, make sure you stick through to the end. Chris will tell you all about that when we get to the final part of this show. But today we're going to take our stab because tomorrow, Chris, the official NFL schedule will come out for 2021. We'll find out where everybody's playing and what weeks people can start booking hotels and buying plane tickets. I know some of our overseas uh, brethren and, and sisters over there are looking forward to getting their travel arrangements set. So we're going to take a crack at mock drafting our Washington football team schedule for 2021. And I'm going to give you first crack at the first segment here, the first five weeks of the schedule. Yeah. So this has uh, become kind of a little bit of a cottage industry. Like, you know, they call that, <laughs> they used to call that for mock drafts, right? That's yeah. become such an explosive industry. You can't call it a cottage industry. I still think, David, the mock uh, schedule is a little bit of a cottage industry. I know uh, one of my colleagues, Kevin Sheehan, uh, started doing this a long, long time ago, and I thought he was absolutely insane when I absolutely. first heard it. And it's actually sort of fun, right? To just kind of take some stabs in the dark and some shots uh, and guess. So I'm going to rattle off uh, again, like you said, my first five 
uh, games and that let let you react. Now, I, I should preface it by saying I believe the NFL is out to screw the Washington football team every chance they get with the schedule. They do it year in and year out, whether it's three road games in a row or holiday games or weird, wacky turnarounds or just just ridiculous stuff. So keep that in mind as I rattle off these five games. Week one, David, I have the Washington football team hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night football at FedEx field. Normally a stage you absolutely want to avoid if you're the Washington football team, although they did win on Monday evening football uh, in Pittsburgh the last time out. Week two at the Las Vegas Raiders. Week two, late afternoon start, not a primetime game. Because week three, and here's the screw job, after getting back from Las Vegas at two o'clock or so in the morning, maybe three o'clock or so in the morning, the NFL is going to ask the Washington football team to take on we think Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football. So a short week after a ridiculously long road trip, back to back at the Raiders, at the Packers. Then they get a couple of extra days off. Week four, they return home for Jameis Winston and the rest of the New Orleans Saints, right? No Drew Brees this year, so not a marquee game. And then week five, they finish up my first portion here, hosting the New York Giants in a non-primetime game. So five games, uh, three at home, two on the road, and a wacky week two into week three. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could absolutely see that happening. In fact, so much so that I actually have uh, the Washington football team facing Dallas Cowboys in week one as well on Monday night, but I've got mine in Dallas. I think that the NFL wants to to have Dak Prescott at home in Jerry's world and and host the division, uh, the division champs from the year before to show everybody on national television who the real leader in the NFC East is. And just like you said, uh, the NFL gets their story one way or another because if Dallas wins, it's the return of Dak, it's the return of the Cowboys to the top of the division where they quote-unquote belong and everything is right in the world and Washington gets to go away after their Cinderella season. If Washington wins, then oh my goodness, do the Dallas Cowboys mess up bringing Dak back and paying him all the money and everything else. So either way, the NFL gets their storyline. Uh, week two, I like them going back home against the New York Giants, open up the open up the season with two back-to-back divisional games again. If Washington comes out 1-1 one one or 2-0, and oh, then the storyline is maybe Washington's a real deal. If they come out 0-2, oh the NFL makes money off that too because now you have the disaster and the sink or the ship is sinking and they should have drafted a quarterback and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, week three, I have them traveling to Denver. Honestly, just kind of plugged that one in there, to be completely honest with you. Just just kind of went with it there. And then the, uh, the screw job that you were talking about, Chris, for me comes in week four because the Washington football team is on a bye in week four and the NFL essentially making the decision that if Washington is going to repeat as division champs, if they're going to go back to the playoffs, they are going to earn every single part of that, which means they're going to go from week five to week 18 without a break. And they're going to finish off that first segment with their third divisional matchup in their first four games with a trip to Philadelphia. All right. So I see, I see what you're saying by the quote unquote screw job and you have them work uh, on the road three out of their first four games and with the early buy. Interesting. All right. So 
That's the first portion of our schedule. You have the early buy, so you have only the four games. I have the five games, but the screw job for me is their week two to week three schedule. So we'll come back and we'll do the rest of the schedule. And actually, I'm going to have a flip from the initial script that I sent you that I'll okay. tell you about, okay? Fantastic. So neither of us apparently have very, very much confidence that the National Football League is going to help the Washington football team in any way, shape, or form. In fact, we both seem to believe that they're going to make it as hard on Washington to repeat as playoff contenders uh, as, as they possibly can. But something that's not hard to do, Chris, is compete by putting your money on the line if you want to make predictions, including NFL futures. I actually just made a pretty substantial bet myself. I'm not going to get too much into the details, but I did go to betonline.ag to make that bet because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action whether it's baseball, which is in full swing, or whether it's NBA action, hockey, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, get over to betonline.ag on your laptop or your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website using your mobile device or your computer. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast, and we're attempting to mock out the Washington football team schedule, which comes out Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern time. So, David, why don't you go ahead with your second portion of the schedule? All right, so my second chunk of games, it's five games here, week six through week 10, uh, after coming off those three out of four road games to start the season and getting a bye week in week four. I've got them opening up that next chunk at home against the Chargers, at home against the Seahawks, and at home against the Buccaneers. So it kind of seems like the NFL may be making up for a little bit here, giving you three straight home games after that first kind of juggernaut of games. But when you look at it, Chris, you're you're hosting you're hosting the hottest quarterback out of the NFL draft last year. You're hosting Dangerous. You're hosting the Super Bowl champions, and that game is on Sunday night. And then in week nine, you go to Lambeau to face the Green Bay Packers, and then you go to Atlanta. So that's like that's the cushion that you land on in week 10 is Atlanta on the road in my next chunk of five games. All right, so you get three home games in a row, but you finish it up with Tampa, like you said, on a Sunday night, and then you have to go to Green Bay, where it should be nice and chilly, followed by a trip uh, to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. I'm going to go with – so, like, I was trying to figure out how the NFL could screw the Washington football team as much as possible, Uh, and I I think I I thought I had a solution, but – I decided to kind of re-reverse it. Uh, so just work with me here. Week six, I'm going to say they go on by. So after the first five games, then they come home. And like you, uh, I have the Buccaneers in a Sunday night football game at FedEx Field, but in week seven versus your week eight. 
Week eight, I have them at the Giants. Week nine, home for the Philadelphia Eagles. Week 10, you have them at Atlanta. I have them at the Denver Broncos is how I did it. So in that second portion, basically I have two home games, two road games, and we agree the Buccaneers game is going to be a Sunday night game. We just have it separate or different weeks, I guess. Yeah, I mean, pretty close there. And then same thing in early buy. I mean, a little bit later than mine, but a week six buy and an 18-week NFL schedule, uh, that's no joke. And th- this team is going to be tired and beat up uh, by the time they get to the end of that regular season. I think that's kind of the theme here. I mean, you know, I, I don't know about you, Chris. I'm kind of speaking in jest. I don't think the NFL literally sits there and says, how can we make th- things harder on Washington? But I do think they want to make sure that the Washington football team, if if they make the playoffs again, it's not going to be in the way that a lot of people feel like they did in 2020 where they kind of backed in, quote-unquote, uh, and made it that way that they're going to have to earn it. I really do think the NFL is about to make the Washington football team earn their playoff spot if they get one. So moving into the next batch of games, our next four games, week 11 through 14, I've got them after they finish their trip to Atlanta, they're going to face another NFC South uh, uh, foe with the New Orleans Saints visiting D.C. And then they're going to go to Buffalo in mm-hmm. week 12 on Thursday night before hosting the Eagles and then finishing week 14 in Las Vegas. So you're going to Sin City late in the year, uh, week 14, which I believe is early December. Uh, I'm going with um, week 11, the Ron Rivera Reunion Bowl, but actually in Carolina. I know they have already played the Panthers. That was sweet, but this will be different. Ron actually returning to Charlotte, North Carolina, followed by, uh, and this is where I was, I was, toying around at the Falcons week 12 David I thought about putting the Chiefs in the Thursday night primetime home Thanksgiving game because Washington loves to play on Thanksgiving and they can't play at Dallas this year and they're not playing Detroit and the last time this happened where that didn't happen they hosted the New York Giants in a Thursday night Thanksgiving game and I would think Washington Kansas City would be attractive to NBC So I thought about doing that. The problem was I just couldn't make it work with the other screw job that I had originally planned, which was at the Broncos week 10, at the Panthers week 11, at the Falcons week 12, meaning three road games in a row, which the Washington football team always seems to get stuck with or get stuck with a lot, including last year. And they won all three of those games. And it's something that the NFL says they try desperately to avoid. So I'm going to take that over the Chiefs on Thanksgiving night and leave the Chiefs for week 13, uh, which I have as uh, December 5th, uh, and then finish up that sequence December 12th with the Chargers at home. So back-to-back AFC West home games after the three straight road games. Yeah, and that's and that's essentially, you know, I mean, the NFL is not going to officially say it, but that's essentially going to be the theme, right, is, yeah, you have three back-to-back or you have three straight road games, but they're all three teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, so mm-hmm. you should be fine, right? But it's now the Teddy Bridgewater-led, you know, Denver Broncos, now the Sam Darnold-led Carolina Panthers, now uh, the Matt Ryan with Kyle Pitts-led Atlanta Falcons. So all those teams have seemed to prove at least a little bit on paper. You know, we'll see. By that time, we'll have a good feeling of how it actually happens on the field. And then getting to host the defending AFC champions on the hit on the heel of that three week road trip. So uh, kudos to the National Football League for that one. Uh, going to the final stretch of the regular season, week 15 through 18, 
after Washington gets to travel to Vegas, I've got them coming home to face that same AFC Championship team, the Kansas City Chiefs, before Week 16, kicking off their last road trip of the regular season, going to Carolina, where, like you said, Ron's going to hear that drum beat against him for the first time. Week 17, visiting New York before wrapping up at home. Week 18 versus Dallas Cowboys. So Cowboys and Giants to start the season, Cowboys and Giants to end the season uh, is how I have the 2021 schedule breaking down for the Washington football team. All right, so finishing up at home could be interesting, certainly if they need that. Again, remember that's week 18, and right now that's scheduled to be January the 9th or the weekend of January 9th. Could be, obviously, uh, on a Saturday as well. All right, I have them finishing up the schedule after those back-to-back AFC West games against the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, I have them week 15, David, finishing uh, up at, uh, not finishing up, going to Philadelphia uh, for the Eagles, then returning home week 16 for Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, similar timing than last year's game uh, at FedEx Field, then finishing up, and here's another little mini screw job by the NFL, at the Buffalo Bills on uh, we'll call it January the second. I think that game could be a primetime game, uh, whether it, but it would have to be flexed. Uh, and then at the Cowboys in week 18, at the Cowboys, at the Bills to finish up two really tough road games. So we both have the Cowboys finishing up. You have them at home uh, at FedEx Field, and I have them on the road uh, in Arlington, Texas. Um, Real quickly, going through this, primetime games, uh, I see you, because uh, we're counting the Tampa game on Sunday night as a primetime game that won't flex out, right? That's still in the non-flex window. So you have three scheduled primetime games, if I'm reading that correctly, right? Uh, so I, in my wizardry of trying to, again, find uh, the way to um, make things as hard as they possibly can be, I have one, two, three, uh, and then I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to lean towards the Bills game being uh, on in a primetime window, whether it be a flex to a January uh, Sunday night game or a Saturday primetime special. That's what I'm going to lean towards. So I'm going to go with four primetime games scheduled. And I mean, and I kind of shaped my schedule as well to where if, you know, if Washington's in contention and they haven't like wrapped everything up quite yet, uh, if Dallas is in contention, the NFL has some options there with the Giants matchup of week 17, the Cowboys mm-hmm. matchup of week 18, potentially one of those games uh, gets flexed into primetime, especially, I mean, if it's Dallas and Washington going down to the wire week 18, then you can pretty much guarantee that Cowboys Washington game at home at, in FedEx field is going to get flexed uh, to primetime and probably be the game that, that solidifies the last playoff spot in the picture um so yeah so leaving those options open but yeah scheduling three uh we already know the max for scheduling primetime games was five don't think washington is going to get to five uh but i do think three is a reasonable amount especially when you look at not only the fact that they're the defending nfc east champs but also the teams that they're playing in those games the buccaneers packers bills cowboys i mean those are teams that always draw a, a crowd so i mean a hard road. We both have a hard road ahead for the Washington football team, especially you three out of the last four games uh, on the road. And then that three straight, uh, those three straight road games, me with the early bye week and kind of a murderer's row of competitors. there, kind of right in the middle. Um, but look, it's, it's a, it's a schedule that they're going to have to navigate. 
Um, and I think that they can. They definitely have the talent. I think the biggest question, Chris, is going to be health, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, as it is for most teams, but now remember you're adding a 17th game, which is going to make the grind and the journey even harder because, yeah, okay, they're eliminating a preseason game. Not a lot of starters were going to play in that, if any at all, quite honestly. And we're both talking about an early buy. You have the super early buy, which would stink. Uh, if quite honestly, they had that on top of the 17 game schedule. So hopefully it's a little bit more towards the middle and maybe towards where I'm at. Uh, but certainly that would be a long grind. All right, David, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And we're here for our friends at rockauto.com. That's right. Whether you have an old car, new car, foreign or domestic, whatever make or model, rockauto.com is going to get you the very best parts that you need and only the ones that you want and need at the very best prices. Why? Because they're not going to treat you any differently than the mechanic down the street. They're not going to make you pay for their overhead for those big auto parts superstores. Why? Because rockauto.com is your one-stop shop and they don't have all of those extra expenses and those liens, if you will, uh, towards their buddy, the mechanic. So what does that mean for you? It means you could save 20%, 10%, 15%, all sorts of percents in terms of the parts that you need for your car or truck, as opposed to what you would be paying, at, again, at those big auto parts superstores. So why do that when you can sit on your couch and get whatever you need? And when you go to rockauto.com, see their catalog, again, unique, remarkably easy to navigate. You choose whatever brand you need and go there. And when you go to their, how did you hear about us box, right locked on so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David and I will post our mock schedules Um out on our Twitter feeds at locked WFT pod at locked WFT pod for the show at D Harrison 82 uh, on Twitter for David at WrestleMania 621 for me, uh, David, we have a couple of little news and notes to just finish up the show. Washington releasing tight end Marcus Ball, certainly not a surprise after drafting one, signing Samus Reyes, and then bringing in uh, the new Kansas City Chiefs tight end, uh, Yelder, last week. Yeah, not not a huge surprise. I mean, a guy they could have held on to, you know, through some, some OTAs maybe if they have him and maybe in the training camp just to kind of have an extra guy. But if you already know he's not part of your future, then there's no reason – uh, to hold on to him one he now has the opportunity to maybe you know go and catch on with another team get a camp invite or something like that i mean he's been uh, around a few teams and then i saw one release that said he even played for the aaf 
uh, when they were when they were still a thing. So I mean, I'm familiar with Marcus Ball because of his time at Ohio State. You know what I mean? And uh, honestly, never thought he was kind of an NFL caliber tight end. There have been some NFL caliber tight ends come out of uh, the Buckeyes program. Never thought Marcus Ball was one of those guys. So I mean, he's he's hung around a little while. He's made a little bit of money, more money than than guys like you and me make in a year. Um, you know, if, if it's the end of the road for him, he gave it a good try. If it's not, then he'll get on somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, as far as Washington football team is concerned, I don't think anybody is going to uh, look back at week six and say, man, if we just kept Marcus Ball, we would be fine. Yeah, I think they're going to be uh, okay. Also on Monday, Washington had a visit with Bears left tackle Charles Leno, which we told you about. Uh, and my understanding is that, you know, uh, they had the visit and no contract was signed, at least as of uh, recording on Monday night, that could change. Uh, but maybe this might take a day or two, uh, perhaps even more, maybe some more visits as he tries to decide where he's going to go uh, in, in terms of, you know, and, and I don't know how much Washington is offering. Uh, my guess would be it wouldn't be a loaded one-year contract uh, like Eric Fisher got from the Indianapolis Colts, which I believe was like one year and maybe nine and change somewhere in that range. Yeah, a lot more than I expected. Uh, I'll tell you, when I saw that come across. I mean, good for him. Hey, go go get your money, young fella. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, it's, it's one of those things. They might have just been kicking the tires. It could be something where mm-hmm. you know they're going to talk to a couple other guys. Maybe they're still looking at some film or pro scouts are still coming in with some reports. You never know these kinds of things. But uh, you know, some of those some of those under the radar moves turn out to be really big again. Um, I know our review from yesterday says I talk about the Buccaneers too much. It's it's seven years of covering one team, so it's kind of hard to kick the habit. But listen, Aaron Stinney was a was a no name. Nobody knew who he was. Backup offensive lineman for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, until Alex Kappa got hurt, and the next thing you know, Aaron Stinney is helping win a Super Bowl. So you know, uh, Charles Leno may not have signed right now, but if he does sign, or if they sign someone else because they liked him more than Charles, um, you know, don't again, don't go buy the jersey, but know the name because you might need to talk to him, talk about him okay. someday. And Kappa, by the way, had had been having a good year oh, yeah. uh, up until getting hurt. Yeah. And and then Washington went to work uh, in that particular matchup. And one final note, David, um, this comes from NFL Network uh, saying multiple teams have expressed an interest in signing free agent linebacker Shaquem Griffin. Uh, who they say, you know, is transitioning uh, to a full-time pass rusher. Uh, and he played 46 games uh, in Seattle over the last three years, should have a home soon. Would you say, I mean, to me, like, I don't, I don't know if they need to spend money for another pass rusher. Um, and I know that Ryan Kerrigan could possibly not be back. And, and I understand that Ryan Anderson is already gone. But I mean, at some point, right, you're going to have to kind of figure out that you can't keep over-investing in defensive line and pass rush, even if a guy like Griffin is a scheme fit. And I don't know if he is, but the bottom line is, like, how much money can you continue – I guess, to invest. And if you're going to have to win a bidding war to get a guy like that, that would suggest that the price tag is not going to be cheap. Yeah, that and, you know, this this brings me back to uh, to Chris Baker and when he left Washington and the Buccaneers signed him and I kind of, I threw a little mm-hmm. caution out there on, on my show and said, uh, when a guy leaves a team and the team doesn't try to keep him, like it's not just a we couldn't agree to terms type of situation, like when, when we found out that Washington hadn't even made Chris an offer, like didn't even take the time to lowball him. 
that's mm-hmm. problematic. You know what I mean? And I don't know if Shaquem, I'm not saying Shaquem is like Chris Baker uh, in the sense that, you know, that the Seahawks don't want him, but the Seattle Seahawks don't have the greatest defense in the world and they don't have the greatest pass rush in the world. So if a team that needs defensive help and needs pass rushers is not holding on to their own guy, there's probably a reason for it. And uh, mm-hmm. honestly, this feels like an agent who got a publication to put some stuff out there to try to drum up some interest more than anything. Um, you know, if, if Washington went out and signed him, I wouldn't hate the move necessarily. Uh, you know, like the kid type of stuff. But you know, I think you're right. I think they're good where they're at. You know what I mean? Um, if they, if they do or don't add him, I, I'm happy with what they have. So I just I just kind of get the this it it, it it springs up those hairs on the back of my neck that an agent is trying to get his client some attention to get somebody to bite yep. uh, more than there are multiple bites trying to get their client uh, than anything. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and and he's only 225, 226 pounds. You know, so I'm not even sure where he would play. I mean, I guess you could put him, you know, at weak side linebacker, which they certainly have a question at, especially with Landon Collins staying at strong safety. We figure Jamin Davis is going to go there. And if Jamin Davis isn't there, uh, the rookie out of Kentucky, uh, it's probably going to be flipped to Cole Holcomb, right? So, um you know, I don't even know if Shaquem Griffin could play at the weak side linebacker and be the pass rusher that this report seems to be suggesting that he wants to be. And I absolutely 1000% agree with you. I kind of smell a rat here a little bit. Didn't play a whole lot last year. Like you said, Seattle desperate for help, uh, you know, in terms of pass rush, in terms of defense. And yet we want to convert over to a pass rusher. And almost it almost seems like they're trying to cook up like a, uh, what happened with what Shaq Barrett, right? A couple of years ago where he all, all of a sudden out of nowhere came up with what it was in a 19 sack season. And they want to try and get teams to buy low and get a high ceiling reward. Yeah. Which, I mean, Hey, you can't blame it. If I'm right. And this is an agent, Hey, you're earning your money. You know what I mean? That's what you're out there to do is represent the best interest of your client. So more power to you. I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be biting if I were them. All right. So that is going to do it for us. But David, I want you, before I say goodbye, I want you to tell our listeners the cool thing that you came up with for our family here, our group here, our listenership here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. All right. So what we've done is we've established some lines of communication. Obviously, you guys can tweet at us. Uh, my DMs are open. I don't know, Chris, if your DMs are open. My, my DMs, DMs are, are open. open. I don't always check them, but my DMs yeah. are open. That's Yeah, that's a different story. Um, as far as checking them is concerned, I think we can all get a little bit better about, about, about that. Uh, the Locked on Washington football team Twitter is, you know, DMs are open. But not everybody has Twitter. In fact, a lot of people actually don't have Twitter. Twitter is a very small population of this of society that's on there on a regular basis. So we've opened up two other lines of communication, one of them being our email address, which just like the Twitter handle, it's LockedWFTPod, and it's at gmail.com. So you can send us uh, emails in there. You can send voice memos, like re- record your own voice memo on your phone, uh, email it over to us as an attachment, and we can, we can use that. Or you can call in as well. We've set up a voicemail box, and that phone number... 301-615-3577. Uh, after we're done publishing this episode, I'm going to throw that into the Twitter bio of the show. So you, it'll also be in there for those of you who want to call in. And I mean, really just if you have a question, if you have a topic you want to hear us discuss, uh, some, every once in a while we'll ask you guys some questions. We'll say, hey, you know, what do you think about the Washington mm-hmm. football team trading up for a quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft? And you guys can call in post-game reactions. You know, if, if you can think of it, and you want to share it with us, by all means, 
you call in. It's a good way uh, to, for us to get to know you, for you to get us to know us a little bit. We do this at Locked On Bucks. We even have Would You Rather Wednesday, and we've had people call in and, and say, I don't know, like, would you rather never eat pizza again or never have to sleep again but never be tired? Like, just if you can think of it and you want to hear it on the show, by all means, throw it in. We can't promise we'll get to all of them, but we will get to as many of them as we can. We'll get to the best one. What if I want to call 301-615-3577 and complain about that loud Chris Russell guy? You can do that as well. But if you cuss or if you get belligerent or if you get crazy, it's not going to find the air because we are respectful. You know, we we, we do expect some respect, uh, you know, just as human beings from, from one another. Yes. And if you have a take and we don't agree with it, we're not going to sit here and be like, <laughs> well, Chris, you're an idiot. We're going to say, <laughs> well, Chris, I disagree with you because of these respectful reasons. So respect is given where respect is earned as well. So, yeah. So if you want to call and complain, that, that's that's fine. Okay. Uh, just do it All respectfully. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, well done, David. Thanks for setting that up. 301-615-3577. Write it down. Put it in your phone. You get the point. Be a part of the Locked On Washington football team podcast and get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts like the Washington football team podcast. And that's going to do it for us for David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Enjoy the NFL schedule soiree right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.